Steve Taylor's Camino de Santiago, Episode 2, Monday 10th of August 2020, Refuge Orison to Ronceval. After the usual fitful night's sleep, you tend to get in hostels. Today was a much easier stage than yesterday, though there was a little bit of a climb at first. Breakfast at the refuge was pretty standard stuff. Bread, jam, coffee. But on leaving, I was more put out at forgetting to pick up the sausage sandwich that I'd ordered as a picnic the night before. Perhaps this was karma for me dumping my sleeping bag in the dormitory before I left. I started walking with John, the chap from Canterbury who had driven all the way through France, parked his car at Saint-Jean-Pierre de Port and simply began walking. He had trained as a journalist but was now working for a charity. While I had been preparing to walk this part of the Camino for quite some time, he had seemingly just bought a load of gear in Saint-Jean-Pierre-de-Port and took it from there. I never really got to the bottom of his backstory, which is not uncommon on the Camino, and no worse for it either. We stopped at a roadside coffee stall for a café solo, and, as is the case with many pilgrims, he decided to walk on ahead to enjoy the chance for a bit of solitude, especially in the middle of such stunning surroundings. I followed about ten minutes later, and... Ignoring the instructions on the pamphlet that I've been given at the pilgrim's office in Saint-Jean-Pierre-de-Port took a wrong turning at one point, but noticing the lack of any pilgrims on the trail, I headed back to find that I should have gone off-road a couple of hundred metres before. The views are amazing, especially as the early start, just after 8am, meant that you were walking above cloud level for much of the time. I spotted the Navarra government sign that marked the border of France and Spain. It didn't say welcome to Spain and took a selfie to mark the first time I'd walked across a border between two countries since heading from the Netherlands to West Germany, as it was known at the time, near Enschkede in 1979. I chanced upon Maria from Bavaria at this point, so we walked together for a while. I couldn't help noticing that she had a pretty large rucksack and was privately relieved that I'd chosen to limit my pack to 48 litres. As we headed for the highest point of this stage, I spotted one of the many water fountains that dot the Camino, most of the time, these water fountains are a purely functional necessity as the temperature of the water tends to reflect the warm weather that generally prevails in Spain during the walking season. However, at close on 1,500 metres, this water was pure Pyrenean mineral water, chilled, tasty and very exhilarating. I said to Maria that you'd pay a small fortune for this stuff in a swanky restaurant and she joined me in filling all the drink containers she was carrying. Col de la Poeda, the highest point of this route over the mountain, was a key landmark. For a start, it was as high as I'd ever climbed on foot, and felt like quite an achievement. It was literally all downhill from here, and pretty steep too, as anticipated. But I got through it without any injuries. La Posada de Ronceval is not a bad hotel, but a bit overpriced. If there was any real competition in this very small village, it wouldn't get away with charging so much. Having said that, after two tough days on the Camino, it's nice to have somewhere to relax for a bit. Today's steps, 33,723. No playlist, as I forgot to pack my headphones in my day pack 